0: said, I will come again and take you, and where I am, you may be also. Hi, I am Princess Vivian. Welcome to For the Bride of the Lamb podcast. We are continuing with the things in the future. Today, we will talk about the catching up of the saints of God which most people refer to as the Rapture. Before we begin, let us ask for help from our great God, Jehovah. Father in heaven, we thank you for your great love for us. Father, we want to look into your word. We ask you for your grace, your help, direction, anointing. Speak to us, Father, in the way we will understand. May your word come into our hearts, transform us, renew our lives, heal our flesh. In Jesus' precious name we ask. Amen. The word rapture is a Latin derivative of the Greek word harpazo which means to carry off by force, to claim for oneself eagerly, to snatch away speedily, and it also means to rescue from danger of destruction. The Bible teaches that there will be a transformation and catching up of all believers dead and alive which will happen secretly without the knowledge of the rest of the unbelieving world. The Lord Jesus will take away his bride from this earth before the man of lawlessness begins his activity which will take place in the seven years of tribulation. We see this in the Bible in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 17 it says brothers we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you will not grieve like the rest who are without hope for since we believe that Jesus died and rose again we also believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. By the word of the Lord, we declare to you that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will be the first to rise. After that, we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Notice that it began with I do not want you to be uninformed. Whenever the Bible says I do not want you to be uninformed, I do not want you to be ignorant is because there is a lot of ignorance about that. So it's talking about those that have died so that we don't grieve Like the rest of the world who don't have any hope. For believers, when we lose a loved one, we know that we are going to see them again. Then he continues to say, I'm declaring this to you by the word of the Lord. So the Lord Jesus told brother Paul this. That's why he's saying it to us today. It's by the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord revealed to him. He says, For the Lord himself, Jesus is coming himself for his church. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will be the first to rise. So your loved ones that believe in Christ, they will rise first. You will see them. After that, we who are alive and remain, when this will happen, and they will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. He says, and so we will always be with the Lord. So this is the passage that is talking about this catching up that all of a sudden people disappear. Then in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 52, it says, listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in an instant, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound The dead will be raised imperishable, and we who are still remaining alive will be changed. Those that are still alive then will be changed, and they will be caught up together with the Lord. Hallelujah. John 14, 1-3, the Lord Jesus says, Let not your hearts be troubled, so the Lord is talking about that catching up. He's coming to catch you up, to take you to himself. And the word of God says in Deuteronomy 19, 15b, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter is established. So in the mouth of Paul, in 1 Thessalonians 4, in 1 corinthians 15 in the mouth of john in john 14 we are establishing that the lord is coming back for his church he's gonna come and catch us away from this earth before the man of lawlessness begins his activity and the lord says in revelation 3:10, since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth." Talking about the tribulation. So before that tribulation, He will take us away. We saw that one meaning of Harpazo is to you know, take us away from destruction destruction that will come during the seven years of tribulation so what can we deduce from this if the bible says it if the lord jesus says it it is true it will happen whether you believe it or not i know a lot of people don't know about this many don't believe in it but the word of god teaches that and the Word of God is true. It will happen suddenly. No one will know when. It will happen secretly. It will involve only believers in Christ. And only believers in Christ will hear that loud command, that voice of an archangel and the trumpet. Many people will be missing. People will be looking for their loved ones, but they are gone. Catching up of people is not a new thing in the Bible. We know of Enoch. He was the first recorded catching up. In Hebrews 11:5, 5, it says, By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he did not see death. He could not be found because... God had taken him away, for before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. So he pleased God and God took him away. In 2 Kings 2:11, we see Elijah the same thing. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire with horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up into heaven in a whirlwind. Talking about Elijah and his servant, Elisha. So, all of a sudden, he disappeared. Then Jesus in Acts 1, 9, it says, After he had said these, they watched as he was taken up and a cloud hid him from their sight." So catching up is not a new thing. The word rapture is not in the Bible, but the word catching up, snatching away, is in the Bible. So what are we to be doing before then? Well paul told the people of Thessalonica at the end of that to encourage one another with these words so the purpose of knowing that there will be a catching up is to encourage people who grieve christians who have lost loved ones so that they will not grieve as if they don't have hope to encourage one another that despite what we are going through here in the world, that it's nothing to be compared to the glory that will be revealed. That our loved ones who died in Christ, we will see them. So, encourage one another. Another thing we can be doing is found in Titus 2, 11 to 15 for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to everyone. It instructs us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live sensible, upright, and godly lives in the present age, as we wait the blessed hope and glorious appearance of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, So, we can be living upright and sensible life, godly life as the Lord called us to, while we wait for this appearance of the Lord. He gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds, so we can continue to do good works that the Lord has called us to do. Speak these things as you encourage and rebuke with all authority. So continue to live the life that God called us. Godly life, sensible life, upright life while we wait. He wants us to be waiting for it, expect it. Then continue to do good works. 1 Thessalonians 5, 6 says, So then, let us not sleep as the others do, but let us remain awake and sober. You know, it's very easy to be carried away by the busyness of the world, and we forget who we are, where we are going, and why we are here in the first place. We are here to prepare, to get ready, because our Lord and Master is coming back he wants to meet us ready in the new testament he told us a ton of times a lot of times to be ready be on the alert because we don't know the day nor the time then john 13 34 to 35 says a new commandment i give you love one another as i have loved you So, you also must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. He wants people to know that we belong to him. And by so doing, people will want to come to him when they see how we love one another. Who is the one another? Believers in Christ, our fellow believers in Christ. Don't forget, he also told us to love our enemies, but here he is talking specifically about loving our fellow believers in Christ. When we do that, others will see our good deeds and glorify God, and we want to come to him. Then the characteristics of this Christ kind of love is found in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. Love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it is not rude it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no account of wrongs love takes no pleasure in evil but rejoices in the truth love bears all things believes all things hopes all things, endures all things. Think about God. The Bible says God is love. He gives us time and time, opportunity upon opportunity to get it right. He forgives us over and over and over again. Jesus says if your brother sins against you and comes back and and repents or says forgive me, you must forgive the person. Even if he does it seven times a day, you must forgive seven times. That means uncountable times. Each time somebody does something wrong, you have to forgive. The Bible told us that we must forgive as God has forgiven us in Christ. So love forgives. Love is kind. We have to be intentional in doing these things because if you wait for your flesh, Or for you to feel like doing it, you may not do it. You have to go out of your way, out of how you feel to obey the Lord. And the more you do it, the more you want to do it. You get used to it. And at a point, the feeling will follow it. But initially, no feeling. You don't feel like doing it. But with time, the feeling will come. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. Sight includes your feeling. Your feeling is the voice of your flesh. Feeling can be deceiving. The Bible did not say anything about following our feelings. <laughs> we follow the Lord, the leading of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. Then in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight, it says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast and immovable. Always excel in the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So keep doing the work of the Lord, excel in it, because the Lord will reward. It will keep you busy, keep you out of trouble, and get you ready for the catching up. The knowledge of this catching up is not something to be afraid of, but something to look forward to. I do look forward to it. It's going to be awesome. So we need to be prepared like people who will be going on a trip soon. How do you feel? How do you prepare if you're going to go on a trip? You get your stuff ready. In the same way, we are to get ready by making sure we're doing what the Lord told us to do. We are loving, we are serving, we are forgiving. It says, go into all the world and proclaim the good news. Begin from your family, your workplace, wherever you find yourself. As the Lord prompts you, share what the Lord has done for you with someone else. It encourages them and gives them hope that the Lord can do the same for them encourages them to ask the Lord for the same thing many people don't know that they should ask then be expecting the catching away any minute from now because it's gonna happen when you expect something there is this joy that goes with it especially if it's something good oh i'm gonna see jesus finally i'm gonna see him he's coming He is coming and it energizes you and strengthens you to keep at the master's work. Then be committed to the Lord's work. Be committed to the Lord's work. He says, blessed is that servant that the master will meet doing what he was told to do. The master is going to serve the person and reward him. Oh, hallelujah. So this is not something to be afraid of. It's something that will help us to be ready, energize us to be doing what we have been called to do. Let's look forward to it. Let's allow that knowledge to transform us and help us to get ready for it. All right? If you don't believe in Christ, you are not qualified for this catching up. You will be left behind. So if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus and you want to, you can repeat this short prayer with me. And you will be gloriously born again. So repeat after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place. I believe that you raised him up on the third day. I believe that Jesus is Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Lead me into the life you have for me. From this day forward, in Jesus mighty name, amen. So my friend, if you did that, you are born again. You are rapture qualified. So I will admonish you to ask the Lord to lead you to the ministries where you can hear the word of God on a regular basis so that you can grow the The word of God says that we grow when we hear the word of God, the milk of the word of God. When you are born again, you are like a newborn baby. The Bible says as newborn babies crave the milk of the word of God, because you are gonna grow through that. So ask the Lord, there are ministries mapped out for you specifically, where God will speak to you what he wants you to hear at every season and level of your growth in the Lord. Alright? Until I come your way next time, please be rapture ready. Be ready to get out of here whenever the Master is ready to snatch us away from this earth. Until I come your way next time, remain blessed. Shalom.